Hey, how's it going? Josh here from Tech with Josh, and this is episode 7 of Tech with Josh. This episode is titled, Do Specs Matter? What is a spec? It's just short for specification. And this episode is inspired by the Pixel smartphone lineup. What is the Pixel? It's Google's smartphone. And they just recently announced the Pixel 7 a few weeks back in the Pixel 7 Pro. And guess what? The specs leaves something to desire. What do I mean by that? So it's rocking Google's second generation Tensor Core, has a 50 megapixel camera. That doesn't mean anything to you. Let's just say this. On paper, when you compare it to the Samsung S22 or the Asus Zenfone, ROG phone, or the new OnePlus phone, or even the iPhone, it's going to lose in the benchmarks. Process is not as fast, and on paper, the camera is half the megapixels of Samsung. Google has 50, Samsung 108. But does the specs tell the whole stories, or do the specs tell the whole stories, rather? But they don't, as you could probably guess by the podcast title, because even though it has a slower processor via synthetic benchmarks and the camera doesn't have as many megapixels or as much of a zoom or anything like that, the Pixel line is known for its great camera and software features, and the Pixel 7 line continues this. What do I mean? Well, Pixel is Google's own product, so they've designed everything in there now for the CPU so they can offer certain features that you wouldn't have on other phones. So we all know about the Magic Eraser. Samsung has something similar, but it's not as great, but they also have something called Photo Unblur. You could take a blurry image and they can use their Tensor CPU to unblur it. Or if you call your automated system on the screen, it will actually have the options there. So you could just click instead of having your phone to your ear, then pressing one, two, four, or zero. You just click the option you want without having to listen through all of them. It also will transcribe your audio recordings or messages that someone sends you in case you can't listen to it at the moment, but you still want to know if it's important or not. And the photo still takes great still images because of their post-processing, what happens on the back end. So, like I said, the specs here, even though synthetic benchmarks is not as fast, the real world, will you see a difference? Probably not. But let's talk about other devices. Apple announced about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, depending on when you listen to this, in a press announcement, a refresh for the iPad line of the 10th gen, the Apple TV also came out, 4K, third generation, but also the M2 iPad Pro. Right now I'm looking at my iPad Pro, it has an M1. Am I going to run out there and say, no, I need the M2? No, because even though it's slightly faster, it has more GPU cores, for my workflow, it's not going to do anything that's different. It's not gonna increase my productivity by that much. Should I say maybe a few seconds here or there, but that's not worth the cost for me. And that's the whole thing. Sometimes what you have works. Let's talk about like the Air, okay? When the M2 Air was announced a few months back, everybody's, oh my God, this thing, don't get the base model. Every YouTuber was, saying, don't get the base model. The SSD isn't that fast. 
no, the storage isn't enough. Oh my God. You don't get the super fast charger. Listen, they have video editing on it. The CPU wasn't as fast as the next tier up. Guess what? The average person who that laptop is meant for isn't going to do that. They just look at web browse type of documents, watch YouTube, Netflix, use it as a thin and light notebook, which it is. The SSD is not being that fast. The average user cannot tell. Most of their computers probably still have a mechanical drive. It's still over a gig read and write, which is more than enough. Sure, you can't edit 8K, 10-bit, ProRes, HDR, no. But guess what? For the average user, it fits their needs. It gives them all-day battery, maybe even two-day battery, depending on their use case. And it's a thin and light notebook. You can't expect the Ferrari engine in the Mitsubishi, <laughs> you know? You get what you're paying for. You're getting a regular sedan as opposed to a exotic sports car, you know? But let's talk a little bit more, right? When I said your current devices might do the job for you. Right now recording this, I'm using an old Focusrite 2i2 that still has USB-B. What is USB-B? <laughs> it's the printer port, as we used to call it. It's the big, thick USB connection. So it's using that. Probably even USB 2.0. No, it's definitely USB 2.0. So it's not USB 3. It's not USB-C, Thunderbolt, none of that. Guess what? It works. For my server, I have a Thunderbolt 3 RAID setup. I also have another one here. Uh, Another RAID setup, but in that one, it's USB 3.0. It doesn't have Thunderbolt. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles, and it works. Even this laptop is a 2018 MacBook Pro, and sure, I can get the M1 mats. I'll wait. Maybe end of the year, they announce the M2 mats. Like, for my use case, it won't do anything different. It gives me more battery life, which is nice, but spending another $3,000 for something that I don't need isn't really there. Because the software I have here will work about the same. Be definitely faster with the new one. But guess what? I'm recording my podcast. I'm editing on here. I'm typing on here. No problem. It does have the butterfly keyboard, but that's a different story. The same can be said about your phone. Sure, you can go out and buy the newest iPhone, newest iPad, the newest Samsung, Galaxy Fold, newest whatever, newest TV. But unless money's no problem, I wouldn't recommend it. Because most of us... Have a budget, and it's not always worth it to get the newest phone or gadget because you don't need it. Sure, there's a lot of things I buy because I want, but if you can afford it, like I said, go and do you. But for those of us on the budget, and we have to save up every last time to get something, that's just broke. Why fits it? Because say, oh no, I want the new phone because the camera's so great. I could show you cameras shot from my Nexus 6P, which came out. Over seven years ago, because that was Google's last phone before they switched to a Pixel. And as I said, the new one's called the Pixel 7. And those cameras, you think it's taken on the modern smartphone? Because I shot them and I edited them. You can use software, like how Google leverages their software experience or Apple with their ecosystem. Listen, there's Mac laptops or desktops. The Mac Pro or the Mac Mini with the M1 or the M1 Max or 
the Mac Studio, they can't run games like a gaming computer, which sometimes is half the cost because they're not made for that. But their software and their ecosystem have their consumers coming back because it's not about the specs, it's about the experience. Okay, and if you can take photos on the regular phone that doesn't have the high-end thing, sure, it's not going to be the same for every use case. You won't be able to record at night like you can with the newer phones, but if you have the right tools like lights, things like that, you can make it work. And you can leverage apps like Photoshop if you have it, Lightroom, it's free on the phone. You can't get all the features, but it's there. Snapseed, any photo editor or video editor on your devices, you can leverage that to help you improve your photos. It's not always about the hardware because sometimes the photos that come out, even the best phones, don't look that great of the camera. It's all done through post-processing, which is why the Pixel camera is so great because it's the software that handles it. Merges everything with the HDR. Three folders at once was the typical HDR, but doing a lot more in the AI learning. And for games, maybe you can't run this game on the higher settings without your phone getting hot. Guess what? Phones still get hot. You watch any review on the newest phone with Genshin Impact or Call of Duty Mobile playing on Ultra, Uncapped FPS. It's going to get hot. Just because somebody says, oh, this is the latest and greatest. They might just try to sell you something. Apple always says this is our best iPhone yet. And that should be true because it's a year later. If it's worse than the last one, no one buy it. What I'm saying is you can have all the brand new tools in the shed. But if you don't use them, what's the point? Because that rusty hammer that you had for the past 20 years that's been handed down through your family, still get that job done. And... Like I said, specs don't really matter. And sometimes it's not worth the hype. And that's really it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe and listen to any of our other episodes. If you want to hear more from me, take a look at Books by Josh, Audio Immersion. Probably on the same place as you found this. But take care and catch you guys in that next one. See you.